0: Thank you for joining Immigrants Making an Impact, at DT Paul, we are amazed that you have joined our community and you want to have a conversation with us. Take us away. So how did you
1: land in the United States? I landed in the United States unwillingly. <laughs> I never oh. wanted to come to the US. Uh, my sister, on the other hand, uh, as far as memory goes back she has she had the biggest crush on this country and she wanted to move to the U.S. since like she was 18 years old but I never did I had a very very good social life back home and I didn't have any reason to move to the U.S. there were no aspirations uh, attached to the country or aspirations to move out of where I was but all of that changed in 2009 when my sister she, she got married in the U.S. in 2005 so her dream did come true she did move to the US and she had a baby in 2009 and we all my parents and I we all came to the US to meet my little firstborn nephew and at that time I was getting a master's in computer science back home in India in Calcutta was not a fan because I didn't want to study period and somehow I ended up getting a PhD and somehow I became a professor as well like I don't even know so I moved to the, like I came to the US to meet my nephew in 2009, hating my uh, career back home, really not knowing what am I going to do with this degree that I just don't like. And my sister, bless her heart, she said that, well, you're here already. I know you've been like yapping about how you like media and communication. Why don't you just speak with some professors here while you're here for three months? And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, and that's the time that I spoke with a couple of professors, asked them, hey, if I want to get a degree in communication, can I? With my background in computer science, they said, absolutely. And so I went back home and I started preparing for my GRE, my TOEFL. And within a year, in 2010, I was here. And my sister had warned me earlier to not get a master's in communication um, because then i would have had to pay out of pocket so Mm -hmm. to just go for a phd and my dad was also very very clear to me by saying that listen you can abandon your flourishing career in computer science and uh, entertain your vagaries in communication but you got to do it on your own dime i'm not supporting this so um i had to figure out my scholarship and i had to do all of that groundwork and lo and behold in 2010 i came to the u.s as a a phd student in communication studies wow that's quite a journey and you said you have no
0: idea how you were able to get your phd correct
1: oh my gosh i've survived and to be honest with you that was the first post (laughs) that went viral on linkedin so last year i started working with a personal branding expert because last year i'd also published a book Mm -hmm. and uh, that last year was also the year that I decided to move out of academia into industry. So I used the book or I leveraged the book to promote myself as a researcher who could not only produce good research but also had what it takes to create impact with that research mm. and uh, democratize it to the common population so I was talking to this personal branding expert and I'm like oh I want to show how great I am with research and she's like you know what that's not going to attract people to you what what's going to attract people to you is hearing your story sell your mm. story so the a big part of that story was me Almost getting fired from my PhD program um, and getting an ultimatum from my professors, and turning things around with uh, within three months. And a part of that journey was me producing my own research, which eventually went viral across eleven countries with ninety media citations. Wow! And how the the very people who uh, threatened to oust me from the program we're now talking about how great my research was and how it put the university on the map and that's the first bit of linkedin post that I shared um, very, very reluctantly and lo and behold that's the first linkedin post that went super viral with 2000 people liking it. 187 people coming into the DMS and saying how they had similar experiences in their PhD program. But all of this to encapsulate that PhD was not the easiest journey for me. And I thought I was the only one like a lot of us folks think, right? Like, you know, you're going through some loneliness in your immigrant journey and you think you're the only one. But Mm -hmm. when you when you do take it upon yourself and like be that person to share their story, telling that voice inside of you, which convinces you to not tell this story. But once you do, once you pull back those curtains, you will see that there are more people who are like you um, than people who are not like you.
0: That is really interesting. And it's amazing how our stories, no matter how we imagine our stories will turn out to be, they come up so powerfully and impact the world. Take us through some of the ups and downs as an immigrant. Your down moments, And then how were you able to overcome that? Share with us some
1: strategies, what you did to get to where you are. Um, Some of the challenges where they they don't really present themselves as like crippling challenges, right? Like um, the the weird thing about being an immigrant is if you think about Maslow's hierarchy, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you think about it in terms of Maslow's hierarchy, your... The, the the challenges that you face is on the top of the hierarchy level for the most part right like mm-hmm. and, and sometimes you 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 do have to uh, take care of the bottom layer as well so I can center my conversation around the the Maslow's hierarchy of needs where it's like physical needs and then social needs and then self-actualization right mm-hmm. so physical needs or like just safety um the best thing about being an immigrant and like I was telling you offline is that my journey is not just that of an immigrant is that of an immigrant woman is that of an immigrant woman from india Mm. that's those are three different layers we're talking about right so to give you some reference my parents were more more okay with letting go of me to go to the u.s and live by myself than they were to let go of me and have me live by myself in delhi india right. They were more concerned about my safety as a woman Mm -hmm. staying in Delhi than they were concerned with me staying in an obscure town in Ohio. So as a woman, right, and there there might be fair amount of pushback coming from India. And, and I would ask you to exercise your discernment to see what do the numbers say in terms of women's safety. As a woman, I have felt very safe in America. I have gone and I've walked in empty streets in New York and come back home in one piece unscathed, untouched at 3am, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think if I would have that kind of gall to go out uh, in in a street uh, in India, right? So as a woman, I felt very safe, right? But where the challenge happened was in gaining equitable treatment from institutions uh, and from the government when it came to identifying me as an individual i never had to worry about being thrown out of india uh, or be considered as a second class citizen in my own country i I could live in my country held head up high i had an equal opportunity to to all opportunities but Mm -hmm. when i moved to the u.s all of a sudden i found myself shackled in a lot of ways yes i had a lot of personal freedom in that i could rent a car and go out and not have to seek anybody's permission at a at a at a day-to-day level i had a lot of personal freedom but where i did not have a lot of personal freedom was when it came to nurturing my ambitions right mm-hmm. all of a sudden as an international student I could only work for 20 hours, all of a sudden, as a professional, I could only work for my employer, all of a sudden, as an entrepreneur, I could not make money for the skills that I possessed. So in those ways, it became very restraining, where I thought the personal freedom that I have received, as being a part of a country like the US, is it worth giving up all these other freedoms that I have recused? and I'm on the best of both worlds (laughs) if I've given if I've been given access to it and the only way I could get access and be an equal playing member of society is by getting a green card and that is what I talk about on my LinkedIn today that It is not about the green card. It is not about the status as a permanent resident. It is about you gaining back the control, you gaining back the freedom that you have incrementally lost to the system. Gain that back. And if that comes without a green card, I would have loved to do that. But it only came through a green card. What am I going to do? So I fought really, really hard to get that status. And that's what I extend that help toward my community because i know just like me there are so many 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 people who come to the us especially students with all these dreams in their like eyes only for that shine to be taken away incrementally because they are working against the system that is not for them
0: Hmm.
1: so that's that's where my value lies and that's where i am um working every day little by little bit by bit to create a support system for all of us.
0: Thank you. I love the fact that you have taken it up in yourself through your experiences and your journey Mm -hmm. to help immigrants because just as you said, after going through all what we go through to get to where we are, the different countries that we live in, especially in the US, and then you get to a point that you are not able to move forward or you are not able to enjoy the freedom that you set out Mm -hmm. to enjoy it's it becomes challenging mm-hmm. so thank you for what you are doing thank you
1: and could you take us through your work um i so if you go to my <laughs> linkedin mm-hmm. it will say that uh, i help indian immigrants take charge of their immigration journey so what does that look like that looks like three things number one is awareness number mm-hmm. two is clarity and number three is preparedness So what is awareness? A lot of times when immigrants from India, a majority of us come as international students. And if you have not gone through the US immigration system, you really don't get how tough and how convoluted it can be and how tiring it can be. Even to come to the US, getting that student visa, forget student visa, if you've ever applied for a visitor visa in the US, especially as a citizen from India, you know how strenuous that process is. And Mm. this is just visiting the country. Think about living in the country. Like how difficult would that be? And if you think it's, whatever difficulty you're picturing it, multiply it by a thousand times it's that Mm. difficult there are lots of barriers to that process and the first barriers is lack of awareness so I usually do a lot of polls on LinkedIn to understand like where did people start like I'm only you're only as strong as the story that you have right if Mm -hmm. you are just working from one story then that's the extent of your impact but what I want to do is I want to create an umbrella like you are creating to to, to understand the h- immigrant experience from a holistic angle.
0: Mm-hmm. And the only
1: way that you can understand that is by knowing other people's stories. So I always ask folks that, like, you know, these these visas that you currently have, like, how did you get to know about them? And I ask them, like okay did you get to know about them through friends and family did you get to know of them through social media did you get to know of them through the lawyer or did you get to know of them through the immigration support that you had from university and mommy 75% of people know about their visa options through friends and family and through social media or so know it from Google searches, and only 8% know it from designated officers of immigration. So you're not getting this information if not for people talking about it. Mm -hmm. So it is up to us to create that awareness because clearly the designated folks are not doing it, right? So are we gonna just recuse that? No, we're gonna talk about it. We are gonna make sure that this is going out to the people need to know this so that's the first part that's creating awareness that's the first way i help then creating clarity that okay now that you know that these visas exist what you got to do to get these visas who do you have to speak with what do you have to read what do you have to know what's the fine print what's the benchmark so creating that clarity in the global consciousness right and the third one is okay now that you know what you got to do how do you do it so you know that you have to file some patents To get this huge visa category, right, like very very difficult category of getting your green card, that is EB one. How do you how do you file patents? So bringing those experts to tell you that okay, I am an immigrant. I have filed seventeen patents. This is how you need to do it. Mm -hmm. So each immigrant helping the immigrant behind you to get to where you are maybe two minutes faster than what you did, and and taking two less wrong turns than what you have.
0: Wonderful. Thank you for the work that you do. I think that people really need it to be aware of Mm -hmm. what they are getting themselves into and also Mm -hmm. gain clarity. And of course, how do they set out to achieve that? And that's how you come in to help them. Thank you. So moving on, talk about the difference you are making as an immigrant in your community.
1: Oh my gosh, what difference am I making? How self-serving does it sound? Like, let me tell you, mommy, the difference I'm making. Okay. (laughs) I um people if you want to construe me as somebody who is very giving that is your perception right mm-hmm. absolutely i will invite it but when i put out content on linkedin when i put out when i host these events on uh Topmate, when i network with experts and ask them to come to the community and share their knowledge i am only an only doing this for the 2010 aditi who moved to the us unbeknownst to her what the journey lies ahead Mm -hmm. would i have wanted somebody like me in her life oh my gosh yes i would absolutely yes i would i would have loved to have access to me when i started my journey in the us and that's who i serve And that's what I'm always thinking about, like what would that Aditi want? What kind of access can I provide to her? What kind of clarity would she like so that she knows what it is lay in front of her? What would make her feel less lonely, right? What would help her out to achieve what she has achieved in 13 years to do that in five years or less? What would that take? And that's what I use as the North Star in everything I do. And to be honest with you, when they say that charity begins at home or when they say that you can only love others to the extent that you love yourself i can see that being echoed right now i can see it when i get testimonials and a kid from india says that oh my god aditi like i thank god i i got to know about your profile i I find so much value or i get testimonials from the events that i host that i really like how she brings experts together that really speaks to me and and that really makes me happy because I know that, oh my gosh, like, this is great I in, in, in helping me, I'm helping others. And that's, that's the best thing. And the most, the thing that I'm so grateful for that, yes, I held the mic, but I can hold the mic, but you choose to sit in front of the audience, right? You choose to sit in the audience and listen. And I'm so thankful for folks who chose to listen.
0: Great. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you for sharing and thank you for the impact that you are making through your work. I have a question for you, Aditi. What would you do if you knew you cannot fail? What
1: would I do if I knew I cannot fail? I would sleep. (laughs) (laughs) I would honestly sleep because I I saw this, and all of my sentences start like this, you know. Nowadays, I'm like, oh, I saw this Instagram reel, or I saw this TikTok. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh, that is like diluting the 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 seriousness of what I'm gonna say. Uh, And this, this, oh my gosh, she she speaks so eloquently. Her, she's a I, I forget her name. She's an African American content creator, and she's like, you know what, things are happening at the time that they're supposed to happen Mm -hmm. you're not running behind you're not running ahead you're running at the speed that you're supposed to run and that was very nourishing for me to hear because I am deep in the trenches of building this thing that I believe in without so much as external indicators of success right and by that I mean yes there is there are people who who tell me that what you're doing makes a difference but like there is, it's still amorphous, right? I I haven't created an entity as yet. I'm still in the exploratory phase. I'm still in the hustling phase, if you may. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do lose a lot of sleep thinking, oh, what can I do next? How can I make it better? What can I do fast? Mm -hmm. And if I knew that I couldn't fail in this endeavor, I would start being more kinder and more patient and more calmer with myself, that you're doing the best that you can It's going to happen, but you need to chill the F out. (laughs) So um, if I knew that I couldn't fail, I would would relax a little bit more in the present moment.
0: Okay. So Aditi, the present moment is all we have. So please go out there and sleep, okay?
1: (laughs) I will. I'm going to (laughs) try.
0: Well, that is so wonderful. Thank you and then so i have another question for you what, what is the most important thing that you will do today to make tomorrow better
1: actually you know what let me pause on that question and let me ask you some of the questions that you've asked me that um you, you've created this podcast uh-huh and, and and you're doing and you i know you're north star is like i want to i want to tell the stories of immigrants so what would you do if you know you couldn't fail
0: I do exactly what I'm doing now. Mm. So just as you said, uh, what you are doing, it's not it's not yet an entity. You are still exploring. You are still you know you you know deep within that you are passionate about helping immigrants because mm. of what you went through. You think that there will be a way that you can help them by sharing your story and also your experiences and how best they can achieve their dreams as immigrants with all the resources that you provide. Mm -hmm. So for me, I will still go ahead and then talk to immigrants all around the world who are making an impact in in any small way. And through that, I'm connecting with them. Through that, I'm learning. Through that, I'm cheering them on. Through that, I am helping other immigrants know that it is possible. So I will continue on this journey and I don't want to know the outcome. I will just keep on doing what I'm doing one day at
1: a time that's wonderful that's that's so so wonderful to to hear i'm so thankful that i like you know get to meet folks like you like like what are the chances mommy that i would talk with a khanian immigrant in amsterdam <laughs> if not for this i mean if not for this like in our differences we are together right like mm-hmm. who knew? who knew that being an immigrant would be such a unifying force like It blows my mind, you know, when I'm telling you that like the life that I live right now, Mm -hmm. none of it was a conscious choice. And honestly speaking, it was everything was against what I wanted to do. Like I Mm -hmm. never wanted to leave home to the, I mean, for crying out loud, I wanted to be an RJ. Come on, man. Like, (laughs) I I mean, that was my biggest dream. What is an RJ? Radio jockey. So I wanted to because I listen, I'm going to date myself and I'm going to say that I'm a 90s kid. Uh, And there was a moment in Indian history where like radios were making a comeback. And I was so enamored by folks who could just speak and who could enthrall you and like and hold your attention by the words Mm -hmm. that you speak. I was like, I want to do this. I want to be that enchantress like nobody can see me and everybody's (laughs) going to like fall in love with my voice. And to be honest with you, 10 years later, that whole radio spiel has become so annoying because (laughs) people just want to listen to music. They're like, nobody wants to hear you yap, like, shut up. So, but that was the extent of my dream, you know? Um, and I'm going to make it more spiritual by saying that, oh my God, thank God, thank God that my plans did not work out. Thank God that they didn't Mm -hmm. because. Like, look look where it is right now. And to be honest with you, that's why I love what you said, that I am doing this now because now seems to make sense. Mm-hmm. So, right, the same for me, you know, like I host events. Like just today, I, I concluded an event with an immigration lawyer at 1 p.m. and over 60 folks joined in. And some of those 60 folks, it was for a green card, but then there were international students who are still in India who joined this call. And I'm like, wow. this is great. And I'm trying to make something of it, but like, who knows what shape this is going to take tomorrow, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, but I want to be brave enough. I want to be open enough. I want to be resilient enough. And I want to be faith driven enough to let this take the shape that it should take than me trying to make it something that is against the natural order of things. Mm,
0: mm. Thank you for connecting with me and then sharing these nuggets. And I love the way you turned around and asked me the question I asked (laughs) you. I've never had that before.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. You want to, right? Like it's a, it's a, I mean podcast should be a more of a conversation than just like, let me tell you all the great things I'm
0: doing. (laughs) I know. I know. It's supposed to be a conversation. Let's just talk. Yeah, yeah, truly. Okay, so it's, it's time to invite our community to support you. Are there any projects that you are doing that you want us to know about?
1: Yeah, Uh, listen, if you are a student um, from anywhere in the world who is thinking of coming to the U.S., if you're a professional who's thinking of moving to the U.S., connect with me, because I'm building a nexus of support of immigration lawyers, immigration specialists, of other immigrants who have moved just like you and who can share from their experience what they have learned so that you are one percent more prepared than what we were that's the goal and if you are an industry professional if you are a, an educator if you think that you have some information some skill set some expertise that an immigrant could benefit from, please reach out to me. I would love to bridge the gap between your expertise and hungry, hungry immigrant students and professionals who are looking to learn from you. So both both are welcome, both are welcome. My LinkedIn is Aditi Paul PhD. Um, my handles are Dr. Aditi Paul. Um, and I'm on Twitter as well, but the, the most dominant Um, social media is LinkedIn and I also run a newsletter the name of the newsletter is the new immigrant insider
0: Mm, okay thank you so finally what would be your advice for all
1: immigrants around the world you're in such a big position of privilege you know what a time to live in what a time Mm. to live in where we can think globally when you're thinking about being an immigrant a very certain kind of picture comes to mind right Mm -hmm. Um, and it may seem like the word immigrant like uh, lin-manuel miranda says like you know for for a land that is built for immigrants somehow immigrant has become a bad word (laughs) and somehow it feels like you're an outsider but you have been born and you have the dna of a hustler You have taken nothing for granted so far. And that is such a super freaking power to have. You are undefeatable, my friend. You just got to go out there and do it. And know that nothing is against you. You know, even though it seems like it's against you, it's for you. And you want to move forward with that attitude. You are amazing. Oh,
0: thank you. Therefore, (laughs) complete this sentence. Immigrants
1: are the elitist <laughs> <laughs> we are the best come on we had the i mean you know I'm, I'm talking from a place of privilege but at least for highly skilled immigrants you you didn't have to leave your comfort zone but you did and your choices may not make sense to anybody but it makes sense to you and in your own little way you are showing to somebody else what it means to live differently And that's something worth celebrating.